0: What's up, it's Jonathan Hood And guess where I am, it's Friday night It's 10.30 at night and I'm driving from Cicero Stadium in Chicagoland on the way to the crib You say, Hood, why are you doing a pop-up podcast? Don't you have Good Karma Wrestling every Thursday at 7 o'clock Eastern, 4 Pacific With Brian and Gabe, yes I do Don't you have Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday? Starting to pop up and doing shows on Tuesdays again? Yes, I will. But also, when I go to a wrestling show, I will let you know what's going on on the drive home. If you're a long-time listener to this podcast, you know this is what I do, right? I tell you about my experience. I've done this for New Japan when it was here in Chicagoland. I've done this for AEW and WWE shows. And so now I'm uh, driving through Stickney, trying to find 290, (laughs) <laughs> and on my way to the crib after seeing the first night of two Impact Wrestling tapings. Okay, so if you listen to Good Karma Wrestling, you know at the end of every show I say, you know, what channel is Impact Wrestling on? Now I know it's on Access TV. It's a rib, so yes, I know it's it's on uh, Access TV. But I say that every week because. It comes on every Thursday at 7 o'clock Chicago time. But not a lot of people know about it. And not a lot of people don't have access to TV. And so let me just go through the history of Impact Wrestling in Chicago. You know the last time Impact Wrestling was here, I don't have the date in front of me because I do these pop-up podcasts without notes. I just go off the top of my head as I drive, try to keep the car straight and avoid traffic. Um, the last time that Impact Wrestling was here... They were at the Sears Center, the same place where uh, All Elite Wrestling is all the time now, the Now Arena in Hoffman Estates, which is about an hour-plus away from Chicago. Impact Wrestling sold out the Sears Center, and that was during a time where Hogan was on the card, and Sting, and Eric Bischoff, and uh, and so many others that were part of that. Kevin Nash, Scott Hall, the Aces and Eights era, I guess you could say Bubba Ray, those guys, I mean, so during a time where they had a lot of stars, they sold out an 11,000-seat building. I was there for it, double TV taping. This is when Hogan was the GM. And they haven't been back since. That was the Dixie Carter era. There's a whole new era now in Impact Wrestling. And they're running Cicero Stadium. Now, Cicero Stadium holds about, I, I, I think, maybe 800 seats, maybe I think that's about right, eight or 900 seats. I've been in that building several times for uh, MLW, Major League Wrestling, and I know that they've had legit sellouts in that building for their TV tapings uh, when they run that building. There's never been an empty seat. Tonight was different. Tonight, the configuration was odd to me because the Impact Wrestling put up curtains. Instead of allowing the bleachers to flow all the way to the, to the back wall, they had um, curtains up. And I was thinking, well, hold on a second. They got curtains. Why is that? Aren't the tickets, are they selling tickets or not? I wasn't sure because I've not checked out the Russell Tickets uh, website or the whole thing on, the, on Twitter where they check out, you know, how many tickets are sold and all that. But I thought it was, the configuration was weird. I walk in. I'm supposed to be on the, on the list for Good Karma Wrestling. Hey, Jonathan Hood, Good Karma Wrestling. You're not on the list, but here's a ticket. I showed him my business card. I guess that was good enough. That's a different story. We'll talk about that another time. So, so I, he gives me a ticket, and it's like a paper ticket, Eventbrite ticket. I'm like, okay, and it was general admission, so you can sit anywhere you want. And I thought, man, they don't even have like like pricing tiers for this. Hmm, interesting. Never seen that before. Even an MLW had that. Um, but we move on. I go there, I just stand the whole time. I'm kind of, where I'm usually, I like to get behind production and take a look at it from a production standpoint. Like, I was behind the big camera. You know, the the camera you see the most is like the center field camera or the main camera. And so I was kind of standing over to the side of that, just kind of seeing how Impact was doing their production, how they were filming. And you know what was weird? If you've ever watched Impact Wrestling, especially lately, they've been doing a lot of shows from um, Louisville, Kentucky it looked the same as a Louisville, Kentucky TV, where it's like, it looks smaller. And I know that it was a good crowd at Cicero Stadium. There was, I mean, every seat was filled, but there was more seats to be had, but they put a curtain up, a black curtain all the way around the perimeter of the the arena. I thought, thought that was strange. I don't know why. Um, because that's a place that you could sell out. It's not like Chicago is super busy with stuff uh, this weekend. At least not Friday. Sox are in town. That's just another uh, regular season game. No, I think hold on. Let me think. Uh, Sox in town. I can't remember now <laughs> as I drive. <laughs> I, don't, I think they're in Detroit, if I'm not mistaken. So I mean, it wasn't baseball was going to hold it back. So it wasn't nothing major that that you couldn't sell more tickets to Impact Wrestling. Anyway. So, it shows you how frustrated I am with the White Sox, I'm not even sure if they're home or road. Um, nonetheless, the thing I was thinking about is my God, man, this is a company that once sold out a ten or 11,000 seat arena. And now they're running Cicero Stadium, which is nice. It's fine. It's a smaller company now. But I want to put over the talent. Now, I'm not going to give any spoilers. If you're an Impact Wrestling fan, it's TV tapings Friday and Saturday as I record this here on Friday night. I just left the first night of the tapings. And so what I kept seeing is, like, AAA talent and former WWE talent and Impact Wrestling homegrown talent. And it's a good mixture. Like, I was so hyped to see Josh Alexander against Alex Shelley. And you say, well, why, Hood? I said, well, and, and, well, the reason why I was hyped is because I loved the Motor City Machine Guns back in the day. Yeah. What a what a great tag team, you know. It is, before the Young Bucks, it was the Motor City Machine Guns and boy, they are they were a great team. Sabin and Shelley. Shelley cut a hell of a promo and I put it on Good Karma Wrestling on Instagram. It might be gone now, it was in an Insta story. And it, just for, for full disclosure, for those of you, you guys know me. You know I'm not watching Impact Wrestling every Thursday. I'm it's not, we don't talk about it on the show. And so I don't want, but I do see the clips on, on Instagram and on Twitter. And I saw the face-to-face with Josh Alexander, the champion of Impact Wrestling, and uh, Alex Shelley. And Shelley had put out this promo as they were doing their contract signs. Like, you know what, I've never had a never had an Impact Wrestling heavyweight title match. I've had zero. And he laid out all the injuries that Josh Alexander's had, and it was really candid and real, and it was fun. It was good to see. Shelly's never had a World Heavyweight title matchup, but the point is, though, is that um, it was believable. But it was in that small little arena in Louisville, and it was just kind of like, and from what I could see, it was fine. But then I'm, walk- I'm in Chicago, and I know the crowd's going to be rowdy, and it was. It was a good, loud crowd. And everything was over. There were actually Impact Wrestling fans there that knew, like, when Moose came out, they knew to do the whole thing with the arm thing with the Moose and Death Machine, Sammy Callahan. And when you the one of the best matches I saw, if not the best match on the show, was Ray Horace against uh, Bandito. And, I mean, the crowd was all into it. it Cicero is in a Latin American... Uh, neighborhood Mexican American neighborhood, so you know you put a triple A AAA match in there, it's going to get over. There's you are yelling in Spanish and trying to encourage both guys. It, you know the, the, a lot of the crowd was into that. Um, so I don't know. I, I when people look at Impact Wrestling and I see it online all the time. Oh, it's you know who cares? It's Impact Wrestling. You know people think that their ratings marks and they know. Hey, I know it's not great. I've seen it myself. I know the numbers aren't great. But it's, but it's not about the talent, though. That's the thing. It's not because of the talent. Like, like Heath Slater got some of the biggest uh, pops in Chicago. Yes, he was in the crowd doing a promo. Yes, he was you know, getting himself over and all that. But the people were behind him. People were behind Sammy Callahan. People were behind... Um, you know, oh, Moose first came out there, you know, in, in a brick, in, in a kind of a situation that was happening in the match. I'm not going to give away the spoilers, but man, it's just like De- Deanna Parrazzo is like one of the best women's wrestlers um, in the world, not just in Impact Wrestling, in the world. I saw Rich Swan. I saw, um, you know, Chris Sabin in a tag team matchup. I you know, just said uh, there's a lot of talent, and it's never on the talent as much as it is. The people behind the scenes. It's about the bookers. You know, it's about those that are trying to put the show together and it's about the ownership. Impact Wrestling has been on wrestling life support for a long time. There was a time where they were getting uh, numbers greater than SmackDown today. They were getting two twos, two threes, two fours, big numbers. But opposed to Monday Night Raw. Opposed to you know SmackDown back then when they were getting fives, <laughs> you know Impact Wrestling's getting you know two million people, two point one million people. I mean it was good for them as a the number two brand, but I'm sure they wish they had those numbers now. Of course they were on better a t- uh, better television network back then too, being part of, um, of Spike TV if you recall that. But man, this company still is got talent. They've got TV, as small as it is on Access TV, they still have it. But I just, if you're Impact Wrestling, man, if you are the owners, you got to do right by the company. Do you want to be successful or not? It's amazing that this company's got two hours of TV every Thursday. It's, you know, again, small audience. But the NWA, with Billy Corrigan, a millionaire, you know, 100 times over. Doesn't have TV. You know, there's some super indies, uh, like Warrior Wrestling, for, for example, that could, could have TV, doesn't have TV. You know, they got Fight TV, but they don't have weekly television. So I just, uh, you know, that's, those are things that, that make me frustrated because wrestling is more than WWE. Wrestling is more than New Japan. Wrestling is more than All Elite Wrestling. You have to have multiple viable brands for us to enjoy. And it's more than just going to your backyard and your neighborhood and just going to an, uh, an indie show. And indie shows, I got no problem with those because that's fun. Impact, you know, A lot of indie uh, wrestling is fun. You get some wrestlers that are major companies and go to the indies. And they can kind of stretch out and do some things and try some things. Kind of like the comedy tour, right? You go to the small stage, try out some jokes. And then when you get to the major stage, you know what works and what doesn't. So I like independent shows. But the bottom line is, is that when you're Impact Wrestling, and if you're one of the, if you're in ownership of Impact Wrestling, don't you want to do better by, by um, the wrestlers? Is it a pet project? Is it a tax write-off? Or are you serious about really trying to entertain the fans? And are you trying to grow your product? So that's, that's the thing that I don't understand. I'm seeing Sammy Callahan out there, and he's busting his ass. I've seen him in MLW, and I've seen this guy, you know, he's, he has one gear, and that is to uh, make people bleed and tear people up, and and that's what he does. <laughs> that's what he does best It's just trying to rip open people, and he had this matchup against uh, Steve Macklin and that dude has just does one thing and that's he, he's just trying to tear people up i thought that was entertaining because i mentioned i saw chris uh saving a tag team matchup um that was good to see but i'm just watching just like man this talent it's really good i'm standing there with my buddy brian uh he goes to a lot of the uh the uh, shows in the chicagoland area i saw him in new japan last and you know He's, just, he's impressed by the tell He watches everything. He watches more wrestling uh, than I do, I think. <laughs> and Brian's there, and he's like, yeah, he's into it. He loves it. But Impact, but even with Brian, is a diehard wrestling fan who listens to the shows, the p one uh podcasts I've done over the years, it, it, I mean, Impact Wrestling could be so much more. So I, I just, I, I don't, I, I don't understand it. I, it's nothing that you should ignore, at least not from my standpoint. I don't ignore it because I'm, of course, I'm reading up on it. But it was interesting. Oh, I got to mention this other thing. So I mentioned I got no notes here, so I'm just riffing off the top of things I can remember. Let's see, I mentioned that the the building was full. It was standing room only. Those people actually that were standing should have been sitting. <laughs> it was like two or three long rows of fans are standing on the on the floor and they actually should have been sitting because if they moved those curtains out of the way those fans could have been sitting up there and uh, the rafters and the bleachers I don't know why they did, they did why impact wrestling decided to do that don't understand that um, I saw road dog Jesse James I saw the road dog Brian James and I saw him sitting in a corner with a headset on impact wrestling shirt and we locked eyes. And I was going to say something. And I was like, nah. I didn't say anything. And the reason why is because he looked like he was in pain. Mm. <sighs> he looked like he was in pain. And I, maybe it's because of the chair he's sitting in. But he didn't look. He was working. But I was like, nah. I'm not going to mess with him. I'm not going to fanboy Jesse James. Road dog. One won't do that. But I, he was there. And I don't know in what capacity. What, maybe he was helping with the production. All that. Saw Tom Hannafin. And, uh, and uh, I saw him broadcasting. Boy, he's, he's a fine broadcaster. You know, Away from the WWE, he's been able to get his own voice. I'm a fan of his. I think he does a really good job um, on the commentary there for Impact Wrestling. Uh, lastly, Impact Wrestling related. Because Impact Wrestling was in town, I got a chance to spend some time with uh, my guy, D'Lo Brown. If you follow me on social media at Good Karma Wrestling on Instagram, or, you know, Tweet J. Hood on Twitter, I put a video up of me ribbing um, D'Lo Brown. So we went out to dinner on Wednesday night, and uh, he flew in. We went to dinner at Gibson's, and I told the person at the desk that was seating us, I said, you know, we're celebrating your birthday today he says, oh, whose birthday is it? And I pointed at d And he just looked at me with that look that D-Lo gives me. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, like, I was like, oh, yeah, it's his birthday. And he had to play along. I'm like, it's your birthday, right, D-Lo? He goes, yep, it's my birthday, D-Lo. And, and so he, he goes, you know, the one thing I can't stand, Hood. He says, when people come around to the table and they wish you happy birthday, that's the worst. I said, oh, really? So I told the lady... Uh, went to the bathroom and told the lady. I said, "Hey, this the guy at the table with me is his birthday. Could you do something special?" And the people at Gibson's and their white coats and their <laughs> and their ties, they did like the little happy birthday thing. And again, you can see the video on my uh, on my Twitter or my Instagram. And D-Lo, he had a knife, and if he could if he could murder me and get away with it in front of a whole bunch of people at Gibson's, he would have the look on his face was <laughs> I mean, a great rib he's gonna tell me he's like oh i don't i hate when people wish you happy birthday all these people i mean it's, it's so embarrassing all the attention you get oh yeah you're right how about that happened to you and it happened it's so funny <laughs> i got him it's good to see d-low d working um in the front office and working in production uh as an agent for uh for impact wrestling I saw him do his Pat Patterson thing, you know, where he's an agent, he pops out, and he's got the, the windmill arm going, trying to bring talent in to try to break up a fight. It's like, this guy's amazing. Guy can still go. D'Lo Brown still does some independent wrestling shows from time to time. Uh, but he can still go. I miss him in the booth, by the way. I thought he did great a great job doing color. For the times I was watching Impact Wrestling, I thought, hmm, that's something different. He, he brought a different perspective um, to the commentary booth and you know Matt Ray Walt is, is okay I just you know it's going to take some seasoning for him to be I think good at at commentary but I think D'Lo Brown brought a little you know, he's my friend but also I just think that if we were not friends or if I did not know D'Lo Brown I would say here's a guy here that people know <laughs> guy was a European champion and Intercontinental champion and you know and also, when he says something, it has some gravitas. People know who he is, and he's still over, and he's still popular. So, but I liked his commentary; I thought it was very good uh, for someone that hadn't done it before. And so, but now he's producing and he's helping out in that capacity for Impact Wrestling. So, all right, um, almost home. But I want to thank you for your support of uh, Good Karma Wrestling. We're growing. Don't forget our YouTube page as well. YouTube.com. Look for Good Karma Wrestling there, and of course, I've, I, if you're just checking it out, Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday is making a return in in a capacity in which when there's breaking news, I will come on Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday and I'll pop up with uh, you know a quick thought or two about what's going on in wrestling. For instance, and the reason why I'm doing this, well, I got you. The reason why I'm doing this is because I mean, you see what's happening in WWE? You see what's happening? I mean, all of a sudden you know, Triple H takes over and you're starting to see new stars being made just for the last, for a couple weeks that he's been running the company without Vince and so now Monday Night Raw becomes intriguing, <laughs> okay? For, for once now, now you gotta watch Monday Night Raw to see exactly what happens People have been waiting for decades to see something special since the You know, since the Cena era ended, you know, actually since the Stone Cold Rock era ended, once when Cena was gone, people were waiting, and you got a lot of Roman Reigns, and then not a lot else. Um, So, I think that it's gonna it feels different, and so that's why uh, we I feel like we got to give a little extra coverage to uh, what is going on in the wrestling world. So, yes, we have the Thursday show, but yes, we are adding. a little some extra based on the news. If there's news, I'll pop in on Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. We've got merchandise. It's still available. If, you've, if you go to my link tree in my bio, and you can check out the merchandise that we have for Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. We will have more good Karma Wrestling merchandise at some point. Uh, I'll definitely I'll put you on, put it on social media and let you know when. But yes, uh, we will have that merchandise for Good Karma Wrestling at some point. But in the meantime, we have got Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday stuff that's available. Whether it's t-shirts or um, glasses or um, hoodies and so much more. So check it out in the bio my link tree. Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Alright my friends, as always, I appreciate you giving me a few minutes as I... I'm almost uh, to the crib after watching Impact Wrestling on a Friday night. Had to pop in and say what's up and let you know what's going on. I guess my bottom line on it all is, you know, give the men and women a chance. Give them the opportunity. You know, that's what I say. They're trying hard. They're working hard. But it's up to Impact Wrestling, the company, to be able to do right by the talent. You know, invest It's more, it can't just be, hey, this guy was on WWE TV, just give him a a shot, give him a shady envelope. Hey, man, where's the TV, right? Give these people an opportunity to shine on a brighter stage than just access TV. That's what I say. Gotta find something else to make the company grow. Otherwise, it's just a tax write-off for those guys in Canada that own that company. (laughs) thanks for listening. Talk to you next week for Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday.